What an exciting episode we have for you today. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Tyler, and we are ecstatic that you clicked on our show. You've reached the Grown Man Podcast. We have a host-only episode today where Kurt, Adam, and Darius really dive into what it means to be in deep relationship with other men and how that's shown up in their lives at different stages. These high school buddies take it way back to where it all started for them at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. It's a heartfelt episode of brotherhood, reminiscing and laughter, but don't miss it. There's some deep, true encouragement in there that I know I needed. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Let's get right into it. Hey. So uh, we're on set, on location at the alma mater. Yes, CHCA. we are. Yes. Where it all started. Right. Grown Man Project, CHCA, here we go. Darius, what does, what does being back at CHCA, for, for context for the listener, since yeah. Hills Christian Academy, yeah. are all my, when did you start going to CHCA? Uh, 2005. Okay. Yep. 2005. Actually, that was the same for me too. But I, you know, I can't because I tra- well, I transferred in as a junior, going into my junior year. So yeah, so that would have been oh five, oh six, and then oh six, oh seven. Yeah. Well, so I we actually, you were a freshman when you came in. Right. You were only here for two years. Two years, dude. Everyone says the same thing. That does not really. Make sense. Yep, I was only here for two. Man, I transferred in public school. school. Would have been like that. <laughs> it burned down. It burned down. Like I remember when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were a freshman. Yeah. Kurt, you were sophomore year, and I had just transferred in going into my junior year. Uh, yeah. Yep. Came in from a public school, so, so it doesn't feel that way at all, right? You graduated with uh, the Perkins, uh, Katie Perkins. Katie, I did. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Katie was in my class, oh. and we had a good crew. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So, like, I think of both of y'all as like, like stamps on CHC. <laughs> history in so many oh, ways like my like my impression of chca like very much like culture creators mm. in chca which uh it's just wild to me that y'all both came in, like late in high school late right. in, uh i was fourth grade on man. yeah yeah i was a early you, yeah you were yeah, you were the ogs casey and i both came in fourth oh grade. really okay that's cool actually <laughs> yeah. that y'all got married and y'all Met each other here yeah. years ago. Man, yeah, CHCA has meant a lot. Yeah, it's done a lot for us. Like coming back now as a coach here, right? It it's funny when you walk the halls and you see where your locker was at one point, mm-hmm. or that fond memory we had going into chapel or whatever it might have been. Yeah. But now being on the other side of that and watching the next generation of kid come through and making that same kind of memory or doing those kinds of things right well, so just because you said uh you said chapel so i am a friend of god <laughs> whoa i am a friend of god this is the part that darris was actually supposed to leave <laughs> kurt and i had the easy part we would just say whoa with a deep baritone it's baritone right right baritone i haven't saying that yeah you're right yeah. okay you can the, the deep parts. voice yeah yeah I, I haven't seen that song since 2009. Man, he would hit that keyboard so hard. <laughs> and then he'd look at us, he'd look at us and point. We were just like, yes. What, what we didn't know, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, Darius. Yeah. I feel like what was going on in your head was, all you jackasses are sleeping. <laughs> I got to do this dumb song just to get you to stand up. Honestly, and actually it, was a, it was like an icebreaker song for you. <laughs> it was I knew an icebreaker. Like hey, so here's much. Jesus. Meet Jesus. Right. Hey, this it's is like Adam. It's like a camp or Kurt. something. You know, have camp songs. Yeah. Like, this is our camp song. So, so Darius, you came to CHCA uh-huh. and ended up, you know, you, you, honestly, I said that about like culture creators. Like, yeah. 
you specifically uh, changed my experience at CHCA. Like, mm. Changed my relationship with worship. Mm. Uh, I agree with that. Changed the way I think about like engaging God that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you came to CHCA and like didn't tell anybody that you had musical talent. Is that right? It's true. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. I my first thought walking through here was not when I was in school. It was when I came for a uh, walkthrough as a junior high. I went to a Lutheran school down in Madisonville called St. Paul Lutheran on Madison Road. And my dad wanted so bad for all of his sons to go to private schools, Christian schools, as he went to public schools all his life. And he just wanted to make sure we had a better experience. So brought, we, I don't know how we got connected, but we did and came out here for a walkthrough. And I saw the jazz band and I saw... Uh, like all the things that happened in the arts and my eyes were like big and then we saw the sports happening I think it was the basketball season so immediately I'm like okay this is this is great you know I had never seen anything like it it looked like something I'd seen on TV like you know like a little Degrassi or something you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> what they were going it. for it's yeah. probably what they were going for I mean, too that's because yeah. I was in the context of my class in Lutheran school was like seven people in the eighth grade you wow know? so okay. I didn't I didn't have a concept of something like this um, but I do remember coming and my first week in seeing chapel and my dad told me when we were here, he said, yo, I'm going to work hard to put you in this school. We don't have it, but we're going to make sure because he felt like God was going to use me here. And so that was the main reason why I came to the school. And I, again, I've never been a person to, I always feel like if you walk into a place and you got to tell people what you do, or look at me, who I am, I do this that it's always operating out of a place of insecurity. I don't ever feel like I need to walk in and insert myself, but scripture says the Lord will make room for your gifts. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I was in a classroom with Mr. Baker and someone had overheard me singing or humming and they had told him that I could sing. So he, uh, I had accidentally left my book outside or something like that out of class. And he said, for those, for you left your book, you have to sing a song. Um, so everybody laughed and snickered like, they don't know Darius can actually sing. And uh, he comes back in the room and said, all right, Darius, sing in front of the class right now. I sang Amazing Grace. And that was kind of the moment where, you know, and in that moment, too, he was like, you know, we felt God come in that room because that <laughs> song meant a lot to me. You know, it, like has me to sing a, a song I grew up singing in the church. You know, so we was going to feel God in that moment. Cause, you know, <laughs> don't play with it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that was the moment where things started happening. I'll never forget, I won't mention names, but uh, Katie Perkins, I will mention her name. This young woman fought for me to start singing in chapel, and she was a junior that year. One of the teachers had invited me to a tryout, and I tried out and basically waved me off. And then I got a call from Katie saying, hey, I want you to sing in chapel with me. The music teacher at that time uh, said, no, he's not allowed to sing. Don't know why that happened but it did and then Katie brought it back around and far for me to get up there and ever since she's like my big sister I learned a lot from her and she had a heart for this school to experience God and it was like she was just kind of like I want to pour into you because I believe in you and I believe you're going to be the one to really do it and uh yeah after that it was it was shift time, baby. <laughs> We've seen God do some cool things here mm-hmm. in yeah, worship. And it just it's exciting to see every, uh, I had people, I remember meeting people here at this school that were um, in drugs whatsoever. 
I built friendships with the, the crazies of the crazies out of being doing worship um, here at this school yeah. and people that you would normally not trust or, you know, that were deemed as outcast here. Yeah. Uh, I had some of the closest relationships, but it was because their heart was drawn to God during worship. And yeah. I thank God that I was able to be a vessel for that. Well, man, I, you know, I, I think so much of that, you, you said that really well at the end of like get, getting to be a vessel mm. for that, because I think so much of that was your posture and how you approached it. Mm. Like you approached, uh, it seems like, it felt like to me, you approached every single time you got up on that stage and led worship, you approached it as open invitation. We're all going to experience and come to God together. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna make it fun, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it emotion. Like we're gonna experience a full range of emotion right. when that's, we do this. That's right. Like, yeah. uh, and we're gonna truly like experience God yes. in this moment. Yeah. And that was unique for me. Like you know, I grew up in a church with hymnals, mm-hmm. and they, you know, the good old Wilmington Church of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I was just then getting experience to like vineyard community church mm-hmm. here in cincinnati like different type of, of worship but even then like <clears throat> i was surrounded by you know parents and all the gray hairs and right, everything, right yeah. versus you know this experience with all of my peers mm. in a high school auditorium a high school theater right right with a dude that i would chop it up with mm. in the hallway mm. that now all of a sudden we were you know standing side by side and mm. saying hey let's come experience god together right that was that was really unique for me. Yeah, yeah, for me too, man. I think over time, we started to see, I mean, from the Lena Tomes who's in ministry, Mm -hmm. you know, all these incredible people, we started seeing people who had a passion and what they did, whether it was sports, whether it was theater, we just started seeing people become way more bold about their faith in a place where faith should have been something that you didn't have to hide. but I know when I first walked around in these hallways, I felt like it was a place at first where to be strong about your, or be outright bold about your faith was a weird thing to do in a Christian school. And I just felt that shift over like a year or so. We just started seeing people be bold about their faith and okay with it. And uh, I think that's a beautiful thing to be a part of when it comes to what God was doing here for this legacy of the school. Yeah. That's really cool, man. What, uh, do you, like, obviously know how, kind of remember how you and I connected or, or became bros. Yeah. How did you, like, were you guys buddies in high school? I think we had a unspoken respect for each other. For sure. Just like a nod, like a yeah. tip of the cap, you know, like, hey, man, yeah. I appreciate you. When I came in the chapel, I didn't like to participate but I felt no other emotion except to fully step in Mm. for worship worship was the significant part of chapel for me Mm. at that time Mm -hmm. the messages were spotty at best and I mean as a 17 16 17 18 year old you know guy I just I wasn't ready to hear that receive that Mm. you know it wasn't it wasn't the same thing I remember feeding off of of you know all the guys sitting next to me and there was times where I was on my own doing that there's times where everybody was but yeah I think it was like an unspoken like respect for each other uh, at least for my end maybe maybe you didn't feel that way about me I do remember I was like trying to pinpoint I remember seeing you throwing a football outside Mm -hmm. on on the line 
and I had met your younger sister because she was in the Oh, arts. yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that she was your sister till one day. Um, she had just walked out, and I was like, bye, Sarah. And then you threw the football, and he was like, come on, let's go. And you drove home. I was like, that's her older brother. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but I do feel like there was a mutual respect. I always had respect. Because I was an athlete yeah. outside of this this context, yeah. I always had respect for the athletes, and I always had good friendships with the athletes here, mm-hmm. um, which was important to me. Because I always felt, even back then, that if an athlete knew Jesus and if an athlete led strong, that it would for me shift the whole school in a different place even better than I could because you guys were the ones people saw all the time right you know right that's a good way to look at it man yeah I always had respect for all of our athletes here and had good friendships with everyone um all across the board and I thank God for that yeah for sure man that's no that's a good question Kurt I I was thinking back to it myself of what does that look like and you know all the dynamics I mean even us like you look at the way God brought us together we were not I wouldn't say we were like friends. I think it was a cordial passing yeah. at most. I mean, if we're being completely transparent, we've talked about that before on, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. We've had some conversations around that. But I also think there was, again, a mutual respect of just like, hey, he'll be in his lane, I'll be in mine. Like we coexist in the same kind of place, but yeah. like not pursuing each other in deep relationship like we are now, yeah. right? And and doing life together. But it's it's so. interesting, right? That like we the three of us, because I I I one thousand percent agree with that, and mm-hmm. I feel like ha- like Darius, you and I had more like yeah. actual engagement. Yeah, we did. But even still, like yeah. it's not like we like hung out right. consistently or anything like that. Like it was kind of like a I see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I respect that. I think the thing that stood out for me, I don't know if this resonates with you guys, is like the two of you knew who you were Mm -hmm. and I admired that you knew who you were and you were stepping into that identity. For sure. Like he's doing him. Like he's doing him and he's doing the right thing. He's killing it. That's not my thing, but like, hey dude, I see you. And interestingly, I think that's what I've consistently admired over time and, Mm -hmm. and me personally, like been drawn to friendship with both of you mm-hmm. because like you said it of like he's in his lane and 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 I'm in mine but like we like there's a there's a mutual right. like respect and admiration there mm-hmm. and I think for me it came from a place of like like you're owning who God's calling you to be right. and I see that yeah. and it almost how I'm wired like it challenged and called something in out in me that was like yeah. man I admired that manhood in you like the courage that it takes to do that i'm gonna step into that too like i'm gonna choose to to step into who god might be calling me to be in a unique way and that's what's truly like made me pursue friendship with both of you guys think about the teachers think about all the coaches that we had or or the mentors that we had and and you, you look at that now as is we're in our 30s what that looks like now but think about then the people that saw us and said i see what potential you have and what what God has for you and what that can be Um, and that man maybe I was wrong about them or maybe I was right about them whatever that is but that's one of the things about being in a place like CHCA Um, and then I also feel like how do you find that in the workplace Mm -hmm. those people that see you maybe it's a client or maybe it's you know stepping into a new role and stepping in faith uh, out of what 
you're comfortable with, right? And maybe we, we jump in and talk about that was a little that bit. It? That, that was like a radio host level yeah. tee up right there. That I mean, like, like, you want you know, me to lob that up, Darius? Like, should I lob that up? into a new yeah. role. I don't know, Darius, have you ever, you know, stepped yeah. out of a role? Yeah, or like, into has a there ever been a time in your life where you've, like, just blindly trusted and, and just gone for it? Like, Oh gosh, yes, a couple of times, and I've, but I, I will say that speaking to the first thing that you said about having, there were people here like Sakio or D Nick, people who saw, and if you were a teacher here, you basically made an investment to create a platform for people, for young kids like us, to actually be empowered to step into what we wanted to do in our yeah. lives, um, like letting a, uh, when I was fifteen, letting a fifteen, sixteen year old lead a worship. Like he never had to worry about it, but it was because he released it, you know. And I think too, like that is the kind of faith that I walked out of here into college, into my real life with, and the pursuit I had also uh, was because of what I learned here, uh, that I could experience God, but also that I could um, administratively bring something together where I could build into people and build teams really well, Mm. which encouraged me to go out and do it. You know, I was working at a very large church out in California for the last five years and helped to build the system. Yeah. What, how do we, you know, how do we build into people but also create something that's comfortable where people can come in and serve and administratively, like, it's a comfortable place. There's no, you know, the machine is oiled. It's running really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned that stuff here, you know. Wow. So that kind of stuff is, like, amazing to me. But, yes, I definitely just jumped out of the weld oil machine um, I started a company a few years back and it has evolved and now it's called Mogul where we celebrate artistry we amplify and develop artistic voices and um, it is really doing well but it deserves my attention fully mm-hmm. and um, the comfortability of being in church um, was definitely a fight you know to step mm-hmm. away from uh, because I know what I'm, I know what to expect you know from nine to five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know I'm coming in straight up man. Yep. every other Friday. I'm going to make my money, you know, all that stuff. Like the things were right on the market for me where I could see it. Um, but now it is definitely a season of trusting God. But when you know that God has put something on the inside of you, you know that he's going to take care of the rest. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that has given me comfort as a man right now trying to, you know, build a future and also get ready. One day I may have my own family and stepping away from something like this is like man this does not put you in that direction mm. but then i thought about it if god put it on the inside of you he'll foot the bill he'll take care of the rest mm. and so um that's what i'm doing i'm trusting god and building this and i get to leave a legacy uh into so many creatives and so many artists that are out in the world today right just pa- this past sunday i learned that i've affected over 150 creatives and i didn't know that all mm. over the world mm. uh through this through this business you know mm. so I'm um, like, what? That's more very than cool. what I thought I could ever. Yeah, very imagine. cool, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, you know, it's it's. Tell it's me more about that. 150 created. What do you? What? Yeah. So through the platform of uh, live streaming, whether it be Twitch or Instagram or whatsoever, but mostly Twitch right now. Um, I did a birthday stream. My birthday was this past weekend. Yeah, man. And so basically, I just went live, and all these streamers who you're four, 42, right? Is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 68. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I. I was taken back. There were some streamers that came to the house for the birthday party. I just met these people recently. She has 20,000 followers, you know, just crazy amounts of people. These people are making, you know, maybe 15 to 20,000 a month. 
off of streaming and whatsoever. Wow. Just amazing individuals. They come and they are sharing all these lovely words. I'm like, I just met you two weeks ago. Wow. Um, and then on the screen, you see all these people like from on the stream, like saying, hi, you've changed my life. I came to your stream one day and you said a very encouraging thing where you said this about relationships or selfishness versus selflessness. I needed that. Huh. And it was over it was over two hundred and twenty people in there. But they wrote this Bro. kudo board for me where I got to see all these comments about how I've impacted their life. I was outdone. Bro. I haven't been on this platform for long. So, um that that that's what happens when you step out and trust God, you know? And that's I'll take amazing. that. Yeah, it's an affirmation big time. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that more than anything. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Even just being one one person is what we're called to do, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. even yeah. just one. For sure. So that's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. What are you worried about? Adam just got really worried, podcast listeners. Oh, yeah. Sound? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're very, like, uh, 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 like, going out of bounds yeah, here. We're just, like, rogue, rogue podcast recording here, listeners. So the we'll context say, is we are definitely in the high school gym. Right I mean, we're in the gym. <laughs> they got practice this morning. All right. All right, let's just call it. If you're listening, there's currently volleyball that just finished up, and now basketball's going on. We are sitting in one of the athletic offices. There you go. Okay, I feel you better. Talk, yeah. You I were talking better. about sound waves. I feel, Adam feel just got so hyped, and the sound waves went, I know they did, yeah. Sorry, whoever's going to edit this down and have to make those adjustments. Right. My bad. My Adam, how is it for you? You work here now. Um, it's it's for me a chance to give back in a way, and to be a steward for what God has given me mm. to pass on to this next generation. There are still teachers in the school that taught all of us here in this room. Yeah. There are new teachers that have this will and way that want to go after mm. new kids, and I totally appreciate that too. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm uh, in that mix. You know, being an alumni and being able to share that relationship of like you know last night in the locker room of the football game. You know, I said, hey, I'm taking off my coaching hat right now. I'm not coming to you as a coach. I'm coming to you as a brother, as part of the brotherhood. Mm. I wore the jersey before you that had that locker mm. right there that you have, Morgan, yeah. right? And and okay. that this was so-and-so's locker, and that was so-and-so's locker, and that was, you know, and being able to share those moments of, like, this isn't just you guys. Yeah. So, like, that powerful moment. And then the other thing, too, is reminding these kids that no matter where they are in their faith journey, like, it's the most subjective, personal decision you're ever going to make in your life, period. Wow. And I am not going to be the one that forces you into that. That is for you and God and you two alone. Yeah. However, my promise is that I will walk by your side through it, even if you're not there yet. And whenever you are, I'll be there. Amen, man. I'll be there. And so, I mean, that's what we do. That's why I think the Grown Man Project is what it is, because we are going to do life together. We're right. going to step into depth and substance as men to grow personally. We're going to do it in community moving forward. And like, dude, I'm going to be by your side. Locked arms. We talk about that, right? Yeah. Locked arms together. Right. No matter what, we'll take that on. You're not alone. Uh, and there is other guys out there that want the same thing. So like, let's bring everybody together. Kind of like you're talking about with your collective, mm -hmm. right? Creative collective. Like, I don't know if we're creative collective, but like, you are. Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah. We are. Yeah. And, um, and so in the name of the kingdom, yeah. um, and then in, in the name of just 
doing right as a man in society when right now there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of mystery. I love I love that bro I admire that a lot like your your approach to the kids here because like I know that you know the relationships that I still have today with faculty here were the faculty that approached it the way that you're talking about that created the space to hey be where you are uh, think how you think, experience what you're experiencing right now as a 16, 17, 18 year yeah. old, uh, and know that like you can come talk to me about whatever is going on in yeah. your world. You can come bullshit with me. Yeah. You can come just just like be near me. We're gonna work me. through some stuff too, right? Like saying, hey, listen, I don't have all the answers. Like I do want to tell you, like, hey, here's what the Bible says about this. Right. Having those moments and knowing when is the right time to do that, when's the right time to just shut up and listen? Because it might be the only time that anyone in their life is actually letting them have that voice to be real, to be authentic, and to work through something. Mm -hmm. Very common. I'm telling you, man, Darius, I know you had a great relationship with Kevin Sockhill. Yes. I, I love Kevin Sockhill. Yep. He, he was formative for me in so many ways yep, in high too. school. Me too. As a guy that, uh, that I could just be myself mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and didn't feel like I had to like make sure like I was presenting myself in a certain way because yeah, yeah. he was the reverend of the, or the right. chaplain or yeah. whatever his title was. Yeah. <laughs> but like could legitimately just be who I was around Kevin. Yeah. And I knew where I stood with, with Sockhill where like, you know, he would uh, he would he would create an environment where I could be myself, but he also didn't pull any punches. Like, no, yeah. if I said something that was off, yeah. it was, hey, we should talk about that. Right. Like, let that that doesn't jive with what Scripture says, or that mm-hmm. doesn't jive with right. who I know you to be, or. You know, he would challenge me on stuff, yeah, but he'd he do would. it in a way that wasn't like, I'm not going to, like, give you detention, right. dude, like, but we're going to have a real man-to-man Yeah, and asking good, asking good questions in that conversation, right? Listening listening to understand, not listening to then speak your whatever you want to speak. Right. And that's, a, that's something that I've had to work on a lot in, mm-hmm. in, this, in this environment. Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of our kids think like, "Oh, my parents say I got to ask good questions." So they sit there and they're looking at you, you're having a conversation, and then they ask you a question, and you're just like, "Wait a minute, that question does no good for this conversation." In fact, <laughs> I answered that in the first ten seconds of this conversation. Mm-hmm. You weren't listening yeah. to learn right. and to be in that dynamic. You were listening to ask a question because you're being robotic. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's what I always challenge our kids. Like, how do we break the mold of being a robot? staying in this little zombie zone at times and say like hey and how many guys are that way like how many guys are actually in this like very moment going through the motions staying within this little small structure and comfortable box and being in that zombie zone or whatever yeah. i just kind of came up with that but like the zombie, zombie zone. zone like whatever just like just zone. just not Sounds like a football focused. play so <laughs> that does not sound like a football play <laughs> I'm that zombie. sounds like something for zombie. Halloween. That does not. Everybody sound. just starts doing Says the like, guy that zombie. did not play Zons football. It's an audible. Yeah, it's an audible. <laughs> Omaha, zombie, zombie, <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. The zombie zone. So, but but I I do I do really. They're think. in the zombie zone. <laughs> They're in the zombie zone. It's over. I do I do think I do think all joking aside I do think that we owe it to ourselves to work on that part of our lives and to not stay there, right? Sure. So like there's that's why you're saying like, yeah, I was very comfortable in the church setting. It was paying the bills, doing all the things, mm-hmm. right? Like we haven't even touched on Kurt running his own business for oh, how yeah. long no, now yeah. and, and stepping in. Not, and 
like also having to feed the mouths of multiple people that work in your business. Yes, and yes, they feed you and your family too, but yeah. realistically you are responsible for right. multiple people on top of your clients. Yeah, right? Which, and there's, Thanks for that there reminder, soon. Adam. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to be thinking about on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that you have to carry that every yeah. day. That's part of you who do. you are and what you're doing but you know as you're what? building it was, something. It was always in him to do that. I agree 100%. I, re I remember and we didn't get to talk about this yet, but the fact I met you because my sophomore year, your junior year, uh, Kevin had rounded up leaders in the school. And you've always been a bridge mm. to really bring people together. Yeah. Um, I remember being in that office. It was Lena, it was Emily Banks, a couple of other people in that office mm. where, and from that day on, you constantly kept me connected to, I wouldn't have known basketball players if Kurt wouldn't have took me to games, you know, because mm. he's, he drove the truck. That's cool. I remember that right truck. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, but Big you've time. always been such a, a person who cared about others, and you could gather people really well. Mm. So the fact that you're doing that now, I think those seeds were being sold into you. I remember mm. Kevin putting responsibility on you back then yeah. to go, you know, let's pull this together. You'll be responsible for making sure when you're in this area, lead well. You know, and so you're doing that today. This school just has planted so many seeds. Oh my gosh! And all of us, man. Yeah. That gives yeah. me the chills, Darius. And like, this is why relationship and and friendship and community is so important. Yeah. Because like, that was such a, a word from you mm -hmm. that like gives me the chills. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it, it's hard in and of yourself to connect those dots. Right. 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 You just connected a big dot for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. that was. Yep. Uh, you're right like mm -hmm. that has always been something that has been ingrained in me I think I learned a lot of it from my dad mm -hmm. but it's definitely like something that God just created me for right. was just wanting to to be the way you said that of mm -hmm. like be a be a bridge, a bridge I just yeah. want I would see somebody like you mm -hmm. that I knew just had an amazing heart and had all this talent and should know all these other people mm -hmm. that like would end up creating this really cool mm -hmm. community and I just I it wasn't even like an intentional like strategic like oh Darius should know this person and like map that right, out it was literally just yeah. like cool I'm gonna invite Darius to this thing so that he can meet these other people right. and, and to your point part of that was truly like ment multiple mentors mm -hmm. Kevin and several others that did help draw that out right, the, right. that put me in positions where they where I could use that gifting for sure and that skill set and man god just orchestrated that yes he did yeah and continues yeah. to orchestrate and continues that. to yeah <laughs> gosh that's cool man yeah yeah delayed gratification adam you said something earlier that i think is really interesting and it, and it stood out to me as the three of us are, are sitting here and we were kind of talking about like how we originally met and like what drew us together you, you were talking about like like doing life together mm. and we've talked about that a lot on the podcast like and, and kind of what that means, but I love that phrase of like doing life together because it's such like a uh, an enigma in so many ways, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like Adam, you and I and, and our wives, like the, the four of us as families, like do life together. Yep. Like we truly like, we talk every couple days at the least. Oh, yeah. uh, we're together on most weekends. Like we know kind of what's going on in each other's lives at a granular mm -hmm. level and are like connected that way. Like we do life that way. Yeah. 
uh, Darius, like you being literally across the country, <laughs> yeah. like we don't get to connect that way. Yeah. Yep. And yet I still feel like I do life with you. Yes, like definitely. I'm in lockstep with you mm-hmm. in your corner, cheering you on at all times. Likewise. Like you're on the short list of dudes that when something tough is going on in my life, I'm mm-hmm. calling to ask for advice or prayer mm-hmm. or just somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting to me the different dynamics of yeah. you can do life with someone yeah. and not necessarily like feel the need to like be with them constantly. Yeah, you true. know what I mean? It's, it's true. true. Yep, it's true. It's it's the deposit that you leave. Like, you know, you want to be around people who make good investments, but yet also that give you life, not always mm-hmm. tearing away from you. And it doesn't have to be always in your face every second mm-hmm. of the day. And then there are the people who are necessary for that. Yeah. I always say people come in seasons and you have to be okay. Some people are there for every season. Some people only come in the summers, but you have to be okay with the fact that people are wired mm-hmm. to be in your life for certain seasons and that is okay. Mm-hmm. You also have to, you have to kind of become aware of who's investing and who's tearing apart or coming in and taking away. And you have to be aware of it and to the point where you don't really t- reject those who are taking away because there's a purpose in that as well. We're made so that we're supposed to be depositing and sowing seeds into other people. But if that's the constant thing and no one's in your life making those connections or investments back into you, then you have to make those adjustments. And I think overall, I have a lot of friends from this season here who Mm. are still those people. Mm. Who are those people I can call and go, yo, I'm going through a hard time and you know, the Perkins family, you know, hurt, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I know I can call you all and go, I need you to speak into this whatsoever. And it's just like it was back in 2005 to 2009. Man, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I think that uh, all of us have those relationships. Like if you're listening to this and you feel like you don't have community, I feel like you probably do. Yeah. (laughs) You just haven't you haven't leveraged it like you haven't chosen to because I think the linchpin what you just said is like I know that I have those relationships and I I use them you use them yes I call them when something's going on I call to check in with them like I invest and I ask for for help right Right, I'm invested I allow myself to be invested in right through those relationships intentionality is important there no we talk about honestly what you just said there in my moments who do I reach out to talk about taking stock like as a man you take stock in this group in other groups and that comes a lot of forms for us it's right Kurt what do you always say what do I say? When we take stock, what do you say? Like, what are we? Sorry, like, you know what? I, <laughs> he, was, he was trying to tee me up like he teed you up, Darius. He was trying to give me the. I, I, the, I think the, I caught Kurt. Sorry, I think I caught Kurt. I was in, I was in the zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. What do I say? No, we just, when, when we talk about like checking in on our guys and taking stock, we're basically asking them, right, how are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what are you going where, through? What do you need prayer? Where with? do you need challenge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you need support? And where do you need encouragement? Mm-hmm. You need encouragement from. Yeah. So, and anyway, I think <laughs> <laughs> that is not the zombie zone. Yeah, there, no, that, that, yeah, that is those those three questions, man. Even if you're not asking those questions specifically, mm-hmm. but that has become second nature in my conversations yep. with. Uh, the people I lead in in our in our business, our clients, mm-hmm. like our friends, even like with Casey, mm-hmm. like the through line is always like, hey, what would it look like to encourage this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
are there any areas in their life where like I, I can see that they need some like some challenge, some like drawing mm-hmm. them into mm-hmm. not like pointing out still not like churchy accountability, mm-hmm. uh, but like <laughs> but like calling them into like hey I think you could play bigger here, yeah. or like I think maybe you need to shift your mindset a little bit yeah. here, like giving them that little like nudge of like hey you got this and like take another step yeah. Yeah. here, and then finally like what would it look like for me to support you in that? Like, yeah. you, you could ask that question directly, but it might also just be like, hey, D, I'm going to be praying for you about that thing, about yeah. this leap into mogul full-time. Yeah. Like, that's a big leap, man. I'm going to be praying, and if yeah. you need anything, I got you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just here. that statement. Yeah. Presence alone, is ministry, you know? man. I agree with that. Making that statement saying that I will be present for you regardless presence of where. Is presence ministry. is ministry, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to remember that, too. So... No, it is. I think those three things, like encouragement, support, challenge. Like I think, like when I when you phrase that as like three questions, it feels like okay. So I gotta like take my buddy to dinner, and I gotta like ask these three specific questions, and you almost want to like take note. And there's a time for that, but there's also like that can be in a text exchange. Mm -hmm. That can be like a three minute. Like D, how many three minute phone calls have we had? We've had a lot of those. You know. Yeah. And Adam, you're the same way. Like, I'll hey, say. I was thinking about you right now, yeah. Yeah. and I just wanted to call and say what's up. Like, yeah. quick check in, and then we're, yeah. Yeah. we're yeah. Out, man. You know, we're running. You can have the same message with a different different delivery. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of different ways to deliver that, but the message can still be the same. And that's like from an actual like how you communicate to the way that your posture is when you approach somebody. Yeah. Like, dude, if I know that you're struggling, the last thing I need to do is come in hot. Right. It might be to come right. in with more of a gentle posture, sit down and be like, I'm here to listen, man. Right. Let, it, let it out. What's yeah. up? Yeah. You'd be a good preacher. <laughs> would, would be. Is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Is a good preacher. Yeah. No, um, I definitely agree with you. Um, I was on a, a, a trip with some friends of mine in um, Crested Butte, um, Colorado. And I kept seeing this tree. It looked like it was glitter, like little specks of glitter on it. I was huh. like, what is that tree? It was just everywhere. And uh, the guy's dad, he said, oh, that's the um, longest living organism in the world. And I said, huh? He was like, yeah. He said, so it's the aspen tree. The roots don't grow deep. They grow out. And I said, oh, okay. He said, when they grow out, they link, um, they link roots together with the mm. next tree. And they keep on. So if you look all the way down, and as I looked all the way down, I see this long stretch of just glitter going. I'm like, oh my gosh. And that says something about how we're supposed to live. If we can live together, we live longer. I think we said this in the last time we talked, but if I want to go, if I want to go fast and I can run by myself, if I want to run far, I run with others. And I think it's just so important that we keep that mentality. Even if it is a three-minute check-in, that that sends me into a good four weeks of like running yeah. hard yeah. when I talk to you for those four or five minutes on the phone and we it's catch great up. Perspective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But if I always run by myself, which we can run by ourselves because we're all strong, we're all gifted, but we are yeah. limited. So you can run fast and you'll get a lot of stuff done. But I'd rather run far. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. want to give out at 41 years old, 42. I want to run till. I'm in my 80s and 90s, and that's playing big, baby. Yeah, that's playing big, big. baby. That's out of the zombie zone. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how you rip zone. yourself out of the zombie zone, <laughs> bro. I that that resonates. Oh my god, like I like I'm floored by what you just shared in yeah. so many ways, and I, you know, um, 
we got to start to wrap up because Adam's <laughs> mom's going to pick him up. Yeah, we're going to the and pumpkin patch. Hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> We go to the pumpkin Did she patch. text you yet? Is you she... guys without kids yet. Yeah. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> to, all, to all the people out there who listen and know what hey. I'm going through right now with two kids under two, I appreciate and your the support. Fall of October. I appreciate y'all's hey, support. Michelle, does Michelle listen to the podcast? Sometimes. Michelle, if you're listening, that is not a knock on you. Nope. That is us making sure that Adam actually responds to your text. <laughs> He's very excited about going to the pumpkin patch. <laughs> the you see it all over my face yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. That, is, that is challenging a brother yeah. right here. To, uh, uh, but I, but I think the what you just shared obviously resonates on so many levels. But I think like for the listener, if you're listening to this conversation, like the big takeaway that I hope that somebody's walking away with is you likely have more community than you think you do, yeah. Yeah. and step into it. Like mm-hmm. be okay with a four minute phone call and putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And man, like. Think about like when we reconnected, Darius, it was you and I both putting mm-hmm. ourselves out there to be vulnerable enough to say, yeah. yo, we haven't talked in a long time, yeah. Yeah. but like I want to do life with you. We right. should talk more regularly. Right. Let's yeah. change it. Yeah. Let's change it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it took both of us coming to the table and being vulnerable and going, yeah, we wa- I want a relationship with you too. Let's like, let's Very be, true. let's be intentional about yes. it. And being honest too. Yeah. And not coming to a relationship with pride. There's nothing to hide. I think I was in the worst financial state I've ever been mm. in that moment. I remember telling you that. Mm. That was hard to say to, you want to appear like you got it all together to yeah. friends that you, you know. Amen. Yeah. But it, I think that moment made me better because you helped me, you know, mm. and you it connected me with certain things to help start getting things moving. Mm. That was, that is again, learning that you need to run with people because mm. I can run further that way. We cannot run with our insecurities. Our insecurities being out in front of us puffs our chest up and it causes us to miss out on all the beautiful things God wants us to have. Yeah. We cannot allow inse- insecurity says, let me not be vulnerable. Let mm-hmm. me let me come out and be prideful. Let me act like I got it all together. Let me put the mask on, yeah. you know, but security and confidence in God goes, let me be vulnerable. Let me open myself up because I know that I'm better when my brothers get to speak into certain things in my life. Yeah. So I, I agree with you 100%. We, we did a, a, a grown man video a couple of years ago now. That's crazy. A couple of years ago, is that right? Yeah. On community. Mm. And yeah, our buddy Jeff is. Agricola has been on the show a couple of times with us too, uh, the CHCA Another grad CHCA. as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, that he, he, we asked him about like, what, what would you encourage somebody about community? And he said that it sticks with me to this day, even how he said it. He just said, "You have go first. Mm. Like somebody's got to go first. Mm-hmm. It might as well be you." Wow. And I like that. That just sticks out to me because even Jeff was one of those dudes. They moved back to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and we said, "Hey, come to Friendsgiving." Yeah. And they said they had just moved back three days yeah. before, like not even unpacked, yeah. like nothing, and said, "In." It took both of us, right? Wow. Yeah. It took us to say. Hey, last thing you probably want to do is come to a room full of 30 people that you haven't seen in like eight years. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, you're invited. Right. And it took them saying, cool, we're in. Right. And now, like, I don't know what our lives would look like without the Agricola family being yeah. part of it. I was wow. with Jeff till 4 a.m. last yeah, night, yeah. drinking <laughs> bourbon, smoking cigars, and catching up, <laughs> doing some life so. together. Zombies 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 zombies. Zombies. I don't know how I'm not, but Holy Spirit is how I'm not. I love zombies this zombies it's wonderful. <laughs> but I think like go like go first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go first. That might be episode title. Right? Go, go first. first. 
Be, be an aspen tree. Yeah. Oh, that's not be the an aspen tree. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's almost as bad as when you said suck the marrow right out of it. <laughs> be an aspen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what, man? Go for it. Be yeah. the first and go be for it. Be the first, man. Love yeah. I love first. that. Yeah. Thanks love for it. tuning in, guys. Appreciate you all. Thanks for your time, Darius. I love it. Yes. Get you in person, in Hell town. Yes. Gosh, that doesn't happen often. You blessed us today. Kurt, my good friend. Always nice spending time with you, buddy. Yeah. Love you both. Appreciate um, y'all. Adam has to go to. Uh, he's <laughs> Terrace, that was a really nice send off until you said that. I will remember this. I will remember this. And you will remember me yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> Pick some good pumpkins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The picture will look great, though. Yes, it will. All right, y'all. Here's the end of this episode. I am shutting it down. Thanks for tuning in the Grown Man Project. We're out. Man, what a great conversation that I personally felt very known by a lot of the things that the guys talked about. I think as men, we feel pressure to always be strong, to not have any weaknesses. And I think this leads us to stand in our pride and our independence over leaning into brotherhood, leaning into a relationship where there's nothing hidden, nothing protected, and nothing in the dark, showing vulnerability and honesty about the ugliest parts of who we are. The ironic thing about this though, is I truly believe that that's when we as men are at our strongest, when we can have the humility to admit our failures, that we aren't always enough. Man, if we can figure that out, then I think we'll have some strong, strong men in this community. Hey, if you enjoyed today's show and you're new around here and you wanna learn more, you can visit us at grownmanproject.com. There you can enter your email to be the first to know about all things Grown Man, our podcasts, our events, and you can join our online community. And of course, check out our socials at Grown Man Project. That's all we have for today, fellas. Let's make it a great week.